are raw and real mothers sharing our struggles, triumphs, and everything in between. We are all about being authentic and sharing who we are. None of us have it all together. We know how hard motherhood is. We also know how joyful motherhood is. We're here to grow with you. We're here to empower and support each other. As we share our hearts, we become stronger. Our stories bring us together. The mother heart is within every woman. Hello, welcome to our mother heart discussion. Today we are discussing the book, Seven Steps to Vibrant Living by Stacey Harmer. And today we have Stacey as a guest on our podcast. Welcome, Stacey. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, so a brief background about Stacy. We had, three of us had gone to a holistic living conference and we had met her there at the conference. She was shining and beautiful and she had this light that was very um, bright and soft and nourishing. And I just was drawn to her. And, um, and so were Kylie and Rachel when we were there at the conference. And um, our, it turns out our missions and our paths seem very similar. And so we're grateful to have her on um, our podcast today. So I'm going to share a little bit about Stacy, and then we will move on to our discussion. So Stacy is a certified holistic health coach, and she's a graduate from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She has her BS and MS degrees from Brigham Young University in Family Science and Education. She is a wife and mother to eight children. Is that right, Stacy? Eight? Okay. Yeah, she's adopted another little girl. So beautiful. She's so beautiful. So. She is passionate about helping others find joy and live vibrant lives. She works with individuals and groups alike in her health coaching practice. She also has online weight loss programs and teaches a variety of classes and workshops on health and healing. She's also the CEO and founder of the Vibrant Living Academy. It's a community of like-minded women where she has gathered women to help empower and mentor each other on a variety of subjects, focusing on healing bodies, hearts, minds, and souls. And that, I don't know if you could see this. So healing the body, mind, heart, and soul, that represents the roots of this uh, beautiful image, this woman who is also a tree with a trunk and branches, fruit, roots. And so, um, we will get into that in a little bit, but, um, so that Academy, they focus on healing bodies, hearts, minds, and souls, relationships, and finances. She loves spending time with her family, traveling, being in nature, reading great books, playing the piano, and doing anything creative. She loves to connect with the hearts and souls of others, and I have felt that connection with Stacy. Her path of healing has changed her life. And she has many beautiful experiences and hard experiences. Um, and it's, it's in her book. If we don't get to them on this podcast, we will, you can always find her book. So, and she loves to help others transform their lives by implementing the tools and techniques shared in this book. So, yeah, I'm excited to share with everyone um, an experience I had after reading this book. And I'm so grateful that this came into my life because it really did help me step into myself, into my higher self. So thank you. Awesome. I'm excited to hear. 
All right. There was the part of the book that really I connected with was the part where you talked about emotions that are stuffed into like um, we ignore the emotions and we just move on and we try to build our lives, but we haven't dealt with those negative emotions that came from other traumas or experiences we've had. That's what really resonated with me. And, um, and I love the part where he said, if we don't properly release and heal our emotions, eventually they will manifest in our lives in one form or another. So, yeah. And that's where I had an incredible breakthrough a year ago with, um, with, uh, identifying those negative emotions and finding and asking for truth and light. And so, yeah. So was there anything in this book, ladies, that um, stood out to you that you would like to discuss? Well, I just wanted to say, <clears throat> reading your book is re was really interesting, but knowing your story and your vulnerability and sharing it, um, <clears throat> that you live what you were talking about. You, you were following all the things that you talked about. And I just want to hear about your experience as you wrote the book and pieced it together. I'm always curious, what are people thinking as they choose this section or, oh, this is what I need to include. Where did you get all these gems that you put in there? Oh my goodness. Thanks all of you for being here. I just, and I'm excited to share. Well, how I put it together, honestly, was my life. <laughs> I was, <laughs> it was the pieces of my life. And um, in the book, I share just my journey. And is it okay if I Give a little bit of the background of that. Please, please um, do. This is Mother Heart. My heart had always been and has always been to be a mother. And that was my greatest desire. And um, so the book is really my journey of unexpectedly losing my little five-year-old daughter. And and it, I go through the whole details a little bit in the in the book and, and bringing her into, even into our family, it was such a spiritual experience and journey. We adopted her from Korea and, and she was just the light of our lives. And so this, with her passing that came very unexpectedly, it just like shattered my world. And, um, and I think we, I don't know, we all go through experiences one way or the other in our lives to bring us to this place of, it feels like to this like depth of under of humility and and brokenness, I guess, to know that on our own we need a higher power, some you know, God to help us heal. And so I was on a journey of healing. My heart was so shattered, and I had spiraled down into uh, really a, a deep clinical depression after a couple years after her passing, and and. Um, and so it was my journey out of that. I call it from the pit to the promised land the, when I was in the pit and to, to get out of it. And so how did I come up with all of it? It was literally, um, I was on my knees pleading and begging to my father for help and healing after I had just been through a very deep, deep, dark time. And this was literally a couple of years after a passing because um, just the, the sequence of events that happened. And and I would get up in the morning and I would pray and, and plead and get my scriptures and, and journal and start writing. And I'm just like, how do I recreate my life? And, um, 
well, can I give you a little back before that, before that happened? Because I was with a group of women about, you know, the number that are here, six or seven that were meeting in my home um, at the time of my daughter's passing. And, and we were sitting and discussing books, great books that we loved and we would read about them and we would share and we grew to just love each other because our hearts were so open. And I started looking around to all these different women and I'm like, wow, they've all gone through really hard experiences, whether it be divorce or really, um, I was waiting for a, a lung transplant and there'd been a really bad accident. It was bedridden for years and just a lot of different things. And I remember once after they left my home, I went up to my bedroom. I just leaned against the wall and I just said a little prayer to my father in heaven. I just said, father, I, I want to help women. I want to help, help bless lives and help because they'd all share these things. And when I looked at my own life, I really had not gone through a lot of hard things. I mean, yes, we all we're human. We're going to go through difficulties, but not the difficult, really difficult challenges that many of them had. And I was like, but I, I said, just with one caveat, just don't make me go through any of their hard stuff. I promise I will be like, I'll try to be this light and I will bless people up here, but I don't want to go through any of their stuff, but I promise I'll, I'll be, try to be that servant. That was just like pouring out of my heart. Well, it was a couple of weeks later when my world shattered and truly just changed the whole um, direction of my life. And so when I was pleading you know, at this time when the, the idea of the book came, not the book, the healing journey came, it was like, how do I put my life back together? All the pieces that were so broken and I didn't know. I was at that point just unrecognizable to myself, my family, anyone that had known me. And as I would get up in the morning, I would just start writing and ideas started coming of what to do. And it was that image of the tree and the roots and the, and the trunk and the branches, and the fruit and and I felt like it was just divinely given of this is your path, Stacey. This is your path. You need to start taking care of your body, taking care of your body, your heart, <laughs> your mind, your your spirit. And then the trunk, it just, I don't know. You know, when the inspiration comes, it was like, get whole things together. Your life needs to be put together and 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 take care of the Because at that time, things were pretty chaotic. You know, mm -hmm. putting some systems and structures and order in your life and and once you do, once you start nourishing those four things, your body, heart, mind, and spirit on a daily basis, um, you'll once again be able to bear fruit. And those branches, <laughs> the next step was the just discovering your purpose and passion because I was always a really passionate person and am, but at that point in my life, everything was gray and my passion was just squelched. It was, I was just barely holding on and I didn't know how to re regain that. But then the idea was that the fruit would bear again. Like once the, the the roots were nourished, I would bear the fruit. And that was just sharing our gifts and talents and being able to give those to others. And and um, so as far as what came in the book, I'm like, okay, the time I was writing it down, okay, this is what I need to do. I mean, so I got to work. I was so determined to get my life back and get back to the, I got to work. I, I started studying in depth health and healing because of my journey and and um and the emotional stuff all the tools i just started putting into practice not that they just came but i went i ended up deciding to be a holistic health coach at the time because i'm like 
I got to figure this out because I started eating crazy all the time. <laughs> that was, I guess now I call it like buffering. That was my way of um, dealing with the pain of emotions. I didn't, I had never gone to that emotional place before. So that was a way. So I wanted to learn about that. So all of the tools I write in the book is I went down that path. Okay. Learn about this. And then the emotional stuff, being able to release the emotions. I ended up going, just called, called the Institute of Healing Arts and learning about emotions and how to release them. And yeah, the mindset, all the steps, but how I got it is I had to figure it out for myself. So every single thing I put in the book, I was, I did. I mean, so my, the book was just a compilation of this was my healing path and I want to share it. You know, in fact, as I began implementing the nourishing the body and the techniques for just nourish opening up the heart and um, releasing the, the emotions and identifying that the mindset and the spirit, like it, my life started shifting and I couldn't keep my mouth shut after a little while. I literally just like reached out to friends and wanted to share. And so I did a little class and can I just share some things I'm learning? And, and I started trying to share that fruit and it just kind of grew from there. And, and I felt inspired at one point, I need to put this down in a book. And so that's why, how the book came about and just sharing my experience, just my voice and journey yeah. helps it would help yeah. somebody else. And that's exactly what we're about. So I love that. Yeah. And in your book, you say like when we can align the body, mind, heart, and spirit, then we can, sh then we're more able to share those gifts and talents that we have. So I love that part. Yeah. Uh, and then since the book, since the book, you've done more, what more things have you done since the book? You said that was kind of like the jumping off point, right? Yeah, it really was. It was putting it down on paper. Then it was like, and I, it came because in a, a quiet time, the idea came to me that um, I need to get these principles out. And I, I, my desire was to help heal and, and also bring people to, honestly to their savior, Jesus Christ. And that was, even though these principles, I mean, they're specific steps, but the whole journey was like a whole different discovery for me personally in my relationship with him. And I felt honestly in partnership, like I need to share these principles. And so I said, I started with a book and then this idea came, I want to gather women in a community. And so I started, I took it from the, the book was a vibrant living, seven steps of vibrant living. You deserve to find joy now. And the reason I came up with that was simply because I, it was like the opposite of what I had lived. Like, <laughs> so that's where I knew what it felt like um, to not have a vibrant life after, when I was struggling with the deep, deep depression and all of that. And so I wanted to gather a community of women and help teach and share these principles for a vibrant life. So we started what's called Vibrant Living Academy and we started doing classes and um, teaching these principles. And I wanted it to be a platform for everyone's voice. You know, the, that whole tree, I feel like, is just inspired for every every one of us, that we all have fruit to share, our gifts and talents. And if, if we don't share those, we use the analogy in the book that, like, a tree, the, that fruit drops and it rots and kind of makes a mess. But I, for me, I have felt like um, to continue healing 
it's incumbent on me to continue to share and and teach. It's like this reciprocal. Like I can I can keep the healing when I'm giving it back to others. So we started the academy. I wanted it to be a platform for women to share their stories and um, their gifts and talents. And so yeah, we have different different places up in Idaho and Washington and different communities uh, groups of women that are using that platform. I then I honestly designed a holistic health coach certification program along with a, my partner and and we went into depth in each of these principles. So then I all of the years of training in my own healing I kind of pulled together of like, okay, let's do the the health part, the emotional relief release part the mindset and I'm actually just finished certifying as a life coach recently but it's a really deep dive in the in our thoughts and mind and um so so I've helped others get just get the knowledge and training so they can not only heal here uh, heal their lives but help others as well and a, a variety of other things as well whether it be um we've done retreats with women um and events each year have done um a couple of events a rise and shine we call it and this this past year was the 10 versions and the five diversions so that was a really wonderful experience about um coming to the bridegroom but the diversions that that pull us away <laughs> from ourselves and so anyways so our mission is just to bring light and love and um to others so it's just a continually growing and and gathering and um, love to connect with like-minded people like yourself. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love the passion and drive you have. And I can relate to that feeling once you've, you know, once you've partaken of that fruit that has transformed your life, it's, it's almost impossible to just, you know, hide it and not share it because, you know, it brings you so much joy. You just want to share it with other people. So I think your, your story and what you're doing is such a beautiful um, example um, for us to follow after and to inspire us. Um, and we're thankful for the fruits that you've shared with us that we've been able to benefit from already through you sharing your story and, and your wisdom. So thank you. Thank you. I was wondering, Stacey, if you wouldn't mind just for everyone that's listening, what, what are those seven steps? Would you mind just sharing them briefly and then, um, you know, we can kind of just talk about some of the things that we can do as as women to like live that vibrant life that you've been talking about. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. Okay, <laughs> sure. The, okay, so the first step and the first are the four roots. Okay, um, the your body is the first step. Take it, nourishing your body, and um, part of that was like, yeah, like I told you, I turned to food in a, just a really unhealthy way to deal with the level of emotions that I was dealing with. And I had to figure that out. So just what do we do with our body? I mean, so I, in the book, I have an acronym and I think it's, well, I just wrote the word please to help me remember the different things like P stands for proper supplementation, things that, you know, healthy supplementation L for like low glycemic foods, healthy whole foods. Um, is just exercise, you know, getting out and moving our body. When once we, I love the just the symbolism of movement, and it's like when we're stuck 
a lot of times what you do in one area, we do in like other areas. So if we're moving our bodies, like our life starts moving forward too, and just getting movement and exercise and um, A standard for adequate hydration, water, just drinking, you know, and S is for sleep and E is for just all of that brings us energy. So that's the step. The first step is just, um, is taking care of our body and really identifying why, you know, we're eating the things that we're doing, what we're doing for our body. Okay. Because often, yeah, we have like, there's primary foods and secondary foods and primary foods in our lives are, are the things that really nourish us. It's our, our relationships, our spirituality. It's our, it's our kind of mission or our career, whatever it is that just brings that fulfillment and, um, and our physical activity. So those, that's kind of the primary area in our lives. And the secondary food is the foods that we eat. But when we have holes in those other areas of our lives, so often we t turn to food to fill that, right? To fill that hole because there's something going on and we're trying to fill it. So anyway, that's, you know, the, so that's the first and step is um, our physical bodies. And I have found spiritually to connect. It is so inner interrelated and connected how I'm taking care of myself and when I get off track and and just as I cleanse and try to the whole idea is raising our vibrations because with the foods we eat as we do that we yeah connect spiritually in a in a better way yeah anyway so body the second step is nourishing your heart and really being able to expand and open up your heart and I have found that like the heart is the heart of everything. Our hearts are incredible, but so often we tend to, when we bandage them up or when we go through hard experiences, we unconsciously are like bandaging up our hearts to protect what's going on. And it's kind of removing those layers to open ourselves up to people, to individuals, to God, to connect with that. And that's what I love on, so I, I give an analogy in the book about um, the flood. And this is, I think, what Anna Maria is talking about. I went through, I lived up in Idaho. And so when I was a young girl, the dam broke, the Teton dam broke and just flooded everything, you know, um, our whole community. And 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 I remember just afterwards, the, the smell and the mess and <laughs> cattle and cars and homes off their foundation, just, you know, everything. It was just a big mess. And it's kind of, it took, um, you know, months to literally like dig out. They had bus, you know, hundreds of busloads of people to come do the work to dig out from the mess, from this catastrophe. And then we started rebuilding and our community ended up more beautiful than before. But it was the analogy that came to me was just, man, our own personal lives. When we go through trauma or just experiences, I mean, we're, we're living this human experience that we're going to have storms in our lives. And if we continue to just like try to rebuild without like digging and getting the mud out, it's going to show up. And I know as I work with women continually, like it does, if we don't do the proper steps of, of um, clearing out our lives and releasing it, it'll, it'll show up in one way or another, whether it's physical, yeah. or break it on or whatever, but that emotional stuff. <laughs> yeah, Stacy, this is exactly what I was referring to um, with my life experience. Like, I realized after reading this book for a second time that I um, had all of this 
my some trauma in my life. And instead of um, taking those emotions and or those negative things that happened and the traumas that happened, instead of healing them, I just tried to build on top of them and go forward. And I realized that's why I would always crumble. I kept building, building and crumbling. And I was starting to get tired of the crumbling and the stagnation that came with it as well. And I, I thought, how can I move forward in my life? What can I do? I'm so tired of this horrible circular pattern that I'm, I'm going through. And a year ago, after I had read your book, it came to me that I was believing lies. So many lies. like, And I didn't even know what the lies were. So that's when I asked um, and pondered and asked Heavenly Father to tell me what were those lies that I was believing? What, what kept coming up in my life that I was repeating over and over again and self-sabotaging and just feeling like I'm not enough. And um, so I identified like, I don't know how many lies, but it was about 50 lies. And I wrote each and every single one of them down. And I wrote down where, what experiences they stemmed from. It was a lot to purge all at once, but I think I needed to. I, I needed to do it that way. And so I wrote down those 50 lies and I identified one word with each lie, like abandonment or not enough or not that unvaluable. And I crossed off each lie. Like you said in your book, take those negative emotions and crumble them up and throw them away or burn them. And what I did was I wrote down the list and crossed one lie off at a time and asked what the truth was. And the truth that came from being abandoned, like feeling that negative emotion for most of my life was, I am cherished. And that truth alone helped me step into myself. So it was such a powerful experience. And this year, I feel more myself than I ever have in my whole life. And so I'm so grateful, Stacy. You brought so much healing into my life because of the trauma and the heartache you had to go through. And you help me find myself. And so I'm so grateful. I'm so glad you shared that, Maria. That, that is a powerful, that you took the initiative to identify and write down. And, and, and as far as our opening our hearts, it's, it's being willing to, to go there, to go to the emotion and feel it, whether it be like writing. Um, yeah. Love the exercise you did, or you can just dump, you know, write it out. And, and then, yeah, the one activity is like writing it out, crumpling it up, like you said, and throwing it away, but always replacing with that, with that positive, positive, yeah. remove ne something negative. Like we want to fill back up with light. And that's key because I would try to dump all the negative emotions so many times, so many times, but what kept happening was they kept coming back in and kept. And it was because I forgot one step and which I think is the process of forgiveness is forgiving. Isn't just saying I'm, um, I'm sorry or, or not sorry, but that's repenting, but forgiving isn't just letting go. It's also receiving it's receiving light. You need to release the negative, but receive the good. That's the circle of forgiveness. And yeah. that's, that's key to, completely healing and you gotta replace that negative with 
with something positive, fill in that void with something that's yes. light of darkness. Yes. Beautiful. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So body, heart, that was the emotional part real quick, but the third step is the mind and um, just our mindset. And I had lived through, I did destroying my life through my thoughts with mm -hmm. my daughter thinking, if, if only I had done this or that, or, you know, I, I took on the whole weight of passing and it, it destroyed me, but I didn't know what I was doing by repeating these thoughts. And like Maria, you said, like these lies that we just think are truth. And we know how the adversary works and these little minions that get into our heads. And, and so when we hold on to that thought and it turns into this belief, you know, I saw through my actions, my life truly just, um, <laughs> I saw the, the devastating effect of our, my thoughts. And so nourishing my mind meant doing that very same thing is what, we're, you know, I need to change my thoughts. You know, our thoughts create those, all those emotions too, but change the thoughts of who we are. And I just started out and some of the tools I have in the book are simple things of affirmations. And I didn't believe you know, those positive things about myself, but I had to, in fact, it, when I wrote my own affirmations at the beginning, I had to think of other women that I wanted to be like, because at that point in my life, I was so, so low that I couldn't do it on my own. So I just, I made this list of who I wanted to be, but I was thinking of different women and she's loving and vibrant and she's giving and compassion. And I made this list and I would just start saying them. I know we hear this and sometimes it thinks, oh, does this really work? But I was desperate and I, I can tell you it does because I had to rewire my brain because those negative thoughts are hardwired in, especially if you've been thinking them over and over and, and, and especially if those, whatever thought it is, positive or negative, if it's tied to an emotion, it goes deeper, right? Into the subconscious and it starts ruling and running our lives. And so, so I had to re, I had to um, disrupt those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And I decided like, I have to fight for me. If <laughs> I have to fight for myself. And so when those negative things, thoughts would come in and it would only take like a split second to get me back to the negative place because those neural pathways were formed. I'm like, no, this is who I am. And I would just start rattling off my affirmations. And I, I grew this long list and then I decided to memorize it because I, I wanted to keep my mind focused on what I wanted to create. Does that make sense? Anyway, mm -hmm. the power of our mind is huge. And now I'm, yeah, yeah. It, it creates our life. So being very, very intentional. And then, so that's the third root. And the fourth is the nourishing the spirit and connecting spiritually. And for me, that was slowing down. I was just, I've always been, get it done person go get her but when I lost my daughter it was like none of that mattered and it was the quiet time um and connecting with with my savior with my holy father with her going on walks learning breathing meditating and truly that root and taking the time for that has changed my life like it because I was so my desire to connect with my daughter spiritually was so huge that that was the way I discovered to do it. And it was to quiet. So, and learning about meditation and all those things. Um, yeah. And that, that. So would you say it, it almost, when you're talking, um, I, I wonder, um, 
or I'm seeing how your relationship with Heavenly Father um, propelled you or gave you that downpouring or inspiration to be able to shift into this vibrant life, to be able to heal and experience this joy that you were so desperately needing after such a tragic, you know, loss, having to feel separated from from your daughter. And I'm interested to know uh, more and from you as well as from anyone else, how your faith um, and your relationship and turning to Heavenly Father has helped you to refute, you know, either refute those um, false thoughts or, or shift into a higher plane of thinking or to heal and grow and become the person you need to be. And if anyone has any specific experiences and Stacy, if you have any um, specific thoughts about, about how that played a part in this whole journey for you. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that is paramount and has been paramount for me. And I remember the day of um, her passing. There's just some really sacred experiences. Um, but but when the reality of it came, I remember going to my knees um, and just pouring out my heart to my Father in Heaven. And then I started, then this thought came. And the thought was, there's a Savior. And there's an atonement. And somehow He can make it right. Somehow He can... Heal. And all I, I remember just praying, but then I cried out to my Savior, and it was like, I don't even, I never tried to intentionally like put that into practice in my life. Um, but I did cry out and said, somehow through the atonement, can, can you heal this and make this right? And I just threw that out. But at that moment, at that day, I just felt a peace, just simply a peace and calm that it was going to be okay. But it was then after when I struggled and struggled, what I what I ended up doing, like oh, I don't have that particular picture of the Savior here in this office. This is my wall in my living room. But it, I would wake up in the night and I would, um, I couldn't sleep, and so I would go down and get my journal and scriptures and, and I would, and I would just start praying. And I, I got a picture of the Savior off the wall and put it down on my floor. And I decided I needed someone to talk to that, and I knew that only He out of anyone could know the intensity of what I was going through. And so it was pouring out my heart. And as I did that, and it was something that I'd never done before, I had always had a strong relationship with Father in Heaven. Um, and I knew the Savior, but I didn't know it personally. But my my passion, my enthusiasm, my my commitment of what I do is because of the journey that happened because of that. As I would pour out my heart in as a friend and pleading for understanding of the healing, I just testify that that is his mission to step forward and do that for us. I mean, that allows him to live his mission to heal the brokenhearted. And as I went down that journey, everything shifted. His My relationship with him um, changed changed me, changed me and the experiences and, and my passion. And <laughs> anyway, when I say I'm in partnership with him, I truly, I feel that so deeply in everything I do. It's like, this is our work together now, but, but it's because I had to discover and go through that 
and had to yoke myself to him. I've heard it said, you know, God will never give us more than you can handle, but I believe that he often does give us more than we can handle alone. And so when we can come to that place of absolute nothingness and knowing that we can't do this, we are nothing without him. And coming to that place of complete surrender um, and then allowing him to pick up and transform us. like And those are personal and sacred and incredible experiences. But I just testify that that is the way, at least it was my way. And and it, it changed my life. And it is what propels me and fuels my passion to share and connect and do it all, do whatever, whatever it is that he asked me. And, you know, Honoria mentioned that we adopted a daughter recently, it's been two years in, from China. And it's like, you know, that whole surrender is like when we surrender, you know, what is, what will he ask of us? And, and it's a, it's a journey. And I'm like, that was a journey because of him. And anyway, it's, it's been life transforming, but sorry, I'm, I'm talking, I want to hear from all of you. No, thank you so much. And loving, I think we're all loving your thoughts. I'm still on the topic of the savior. Um, what I've noticed in my life is that it's almost easier to be so close to him when you need him so much. So what have you found to keep, and anybody can answer this, but especially Stacy, what have you found to keep you connected to him when things are going really well? Or mm. do you find that that's harder? Oh, when things are going well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Someone mentioned earlier, and I can't remember which one of you said it. So like once you've tasted something and you've changed, you can't, I think it was you kind of you, like, you can't go back. So once I tasted my, my, what he could do for me and the relationship that we could share together and the connection. And, and it's, it's like, <clears throat> what do you say? It's, it's what fuels me. Like I, when I don't have it and sometimes then, yes, I get busy in life and I'm like, Oh my gosh, where's my connection? I need that. And it is, it is coming back because it is. It has changed me so deeply, and it's so nourishing. So when I don't have that, I feel this sense of loss for myself, and it's just the same thing that we talked about earlier. Like I think with Janessa, it's like realigning back because I know what it feels like, but I'm not always there. I'm not always there. But and part of that coming back is simply. I think it was what Anna Maria said: is the the repentance. It's. It's going through. So I, I go through this practice and I, I go through this checklist because it's about the heart. What is blocking me from that connection? And I go through this checklist and it's like the emotions. Am I feeling frustrated or angry? What am I doing? And I'm like, then I choose to, oh yes, I lost my patience with my daughter. I, I forgot to say I'm sorry. So it's, it's like continually repenting and seeking forgiveness from whoever and with the Lord. And as I do that, then it, it's like washes over us and we can vibrationally go back up to this place of connection. But I usually go inward. I'm like, what's blocking me? And it's, it's always something going on with me, but it's, I guess, I don't know if that answers the question, but once I have pasted it, like I desire it, I might start finding myself weeks down the road. I'm like, wait, what happened? Where is it? And then it's my own, you know, the work I get to do on myself because I know what that feels like and it 
and having tasted it, it's very tempting not to have it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I often feel like it's a struggle between going back and forth between our ego and our true selves. It's a, it's a juggling act almost. And we want to stay in our spirit and our true selves, but sometimes the ego is stronger and yeah, true. I mean, it's, and we're human and we're going to go through all those experiences and just and giving ourselves grace <laughs> for sure. Giving ourselves grace along the journey. And um, yeah, it's, but it's beautiful. We all get <laughs> to learn just, the lessons and experiences we need. Right. And once we've um, taken that healing journey and gained the tools to know how to heal and know how to uh, receive the savior's power to help heal us. Like then as we move forward in our everyday, you know, normal, typical lives, then we learn to maintain, right? Because we're going to have those dips and those highs. And now we're armed with the tools that we need to just to continue to make, you know, it's called maintenance, right? <laughs> For sure. And it's like two ends of the stick. There's opposition in all things. Right. right? I mean, when we experience those beautiful things, um, just experiences of light, we know that the darkness comes and there is that's two ends of the stick and, and being aware of that, being aware of that. But what I think has changed for me is where, when I got into the darkness of the depression, I didn't know how to get out and was there for a long time. So like you said, having the tools now it's about, we're always going to face the opposition, but now it's about how we can experience it and allow it to be, but then how quick can we turn turn it around and and realign? You know, those that timing can be a lot quicker in our lives. We don't yes. have to stay in the place. You know, right? And I love the thought. Life. <laughs> yeah, I love the thought of of like going through a checklist. Like I I I imagine like physically having a checklist on your wall and just going like, okay, something's going on. I need to go back to the basics. Let me just go through my checklist and see what have I been neglecting, you know, because we all just get really busy and we're bombarded with information and stuff that wants to take up our time and, and energy, you know, and so just go through, oh, you know what, I haven't been getting enough sleep. Well, I need to make sure that I've been doing that or whatever. Like, you know, I haven't been nourishing my relationship with my husband or with my children or whatever, you know, like I haven't been meditating enough or or whatever you know like oh well I've gone through the checklist now I can give myself my homework and this is what I need to work on to like get back to oh now okay. I can be vibrant again you know so yeah, Stacey I love your I actually love um reading different um perspectives of where people have discovered through their own journey and their own experience these um universal principles these truths and it's so cool because for me I actually I had an experience where I went through a long um, phase of depression and really severe anxiety and I had to take some steps and learn you know holding nobody's hand but Heavenly Father's and trying to hold other people's hands but really it's so hard when you're nobody knows exactly me and what's going on with me and the only person who really does know is my heavenly father, my heavenly parents, my savior, Jesus Christ. And so I had to walk hand in hand with him. And he did, he showed me, you know, step by step, little things that I needed to be doing. And it started really small. It started with make your bed, start making your bed, 
And I'm like, how is making my bed supposed to turn me from being depressed to happy? Or, you know, change me from, you know, like feeling connected or feeling joy again. Um, but he knows us. And it's so cool. Like even the the things you've shared, the physical, the spiritual. Um, and I'm, I, I wish I had like the set been things written down right here because I have like major brain frog. And I think we all do. And we're recording this really late at night. So that just amplifies it. But all of those things really... I've noticed for my life um, are key things. And anyone who reads any kind of book that's showing, um, you know, these true principles, you're going to see some of those that you're sharing in your book, Stacey, you're going to see them. And I start to know, I've started to notice them everywhere and every type of self-help book or book for change, or even in, especially in the scriptures, um, I find those truths, they're there, they're everywhere, because they're truths that cannot be changed. And if you rely on those truths, you will, you will be able to move to a more, you know, peaceful, positive, joyful, vibrant um, state of being. So, Beautifully I, so go you. ahead and finish sharing. Oh, I <laughs> love all your comments. And one thing that came to my mind as you were talking that I just want to put in um, when inspiration comes to write it down, to write it down, whether it be a journal, I have my like phone by my, sometimes by my night, nighttime, and sometimes I'm awakened with, you know, with ideas or inspiration and, and, and things coming. And so just writing those things down and especially, yeah, for me, it was like, I want, it, it's that, I guess it's that door of revelation of recording it and like I need to act and then do it and it and it revolves. But um I love that you idea you're just asking and you know do this little step and because guidance is all around us. But uh so. you inspire me. I'm gonna start I now I'm feel inspired. I wanna go and on my own time write down what are the things that Heavenly Father has shown me and how do they align with like what you've already shared. What if they're like the same things, you know like <laughs> I, it's anyway. Now I'm inspired. Okay. Everyone, write, go write your inspirations well, down. Exactly. So my desire at this time, and I just I felt I don't, I just want to share this. It was, I wanted to connect with my daughter more than I wanted anything. I wanted to part that veil more than I wanted to eat or sleep or do anything. And this was you know soon after her passing, but it continued for a long time. And as I was learning all these things, um, in fact, okay. I think it was a quote that Brigham Young said, something about, you know, the spirit world is among us. And if we could purify ourselves or raise our vibration or purify ourselves, we would see them. And so I'm like, I'm on a mission. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm like, how can I do this? How can I purify myself that I could have those connections with my daughter? And it's everything that we're talking about to raise our vibrations by the food we're eating, by the emotions that we have, because they have a vibration lower and ah yeah in my book and in my course I teach all about that but to, to raise that vibration your mindset your mind the thoughts have a vibration all those things to bring us to this place but as and as we go up that scale um there's a scale that David Hawkins he's has put together he's a PhD and he has a book called power versus force and he he's calibrated the energy of emotions of from zero to a thousand and so these negative emotions are 200 or below, like shame being the very lowest of, of 20, vibrates at 20. Anyway, 
But as you move up on the scale, it's truly love and joy and peace and forgiveness and gratitude and consciousness. I mean, up on the scale. And as I personally started going through this journey and, um, and would, for me, start receiving more inspiration. And it's just going back to the thought of write it down, like ideas and things would come or connections with my daughter and, or or beyond. And I would just write because I wanted the Lord to know how much I valued it. I was so hungry for it. And so I would just like, during the middle of the night or whatever, get the journal and, and go in my closet and just write. And because I wanted to know how much I valued it. And, and as I would do that, or act on maybe the inspiration, it just became more. Anyway, you all, you all know that. It was just the process of inspiration revelation. But writing, and that to me was like, I want you to know how much this means to me. I value it so much. And I was so hungry for any of that connection. That's really inspiring to hear for me. Like I feel so much more motivated to write my inspirations down now, just with you sharing that. It, and it keeps coming. It just keeps coming and coming. And, ah, it's, and it's, in, it's in your book, too. Like, reading that part, too, also, that inspired me. And now I'm just, like, having, like, tenfold as you're sharing. It's just adding to that. So, Well, really quick. I'm sorry. I know we've gone on different tangents. But the, <laughs> let's just get back to the other steps. We've done body, heart, mind, spirit, the, the trunk. The next step is setting up systems and structures, just creating a morning routine, you know, just writing it down. And I'm always tweaking this. And what do I do in the morning? You know, quiet time, drinking a big glass of water, you know, gratitude, less, whatever it is to bookend our days. You know, if we can do these few things in the morning and these few things in the evening, you know, whatever happens during the day, you know, who knows what's going to come up. But we can kind of bookend. And so, so those systems in our life, systems stands for save yourself, time, energy, and money, if you did the acronym. So when we put those systems, whether it be personally or with our children and in our homes, things just run smoother, right? Mm -hmm. and I then, can see that. <laughs> so then the, the, the next step was discovering your purpose and passion. Um, and that's to me, is like, that is our life energy. That's, I think, mm -hmm. God's gift, right? What it, I always say that your heart is your GPS. So what you feel in your heart, like my heart never lies to me. What I, it drives the passion. <laughs> so really discovering that um, and then sharing, and then sharing your gifts. And they usually come out of our passions, whatever we're passionate about, and then sharing and it just, Less is less. So those are the steps, kind of recapped. And okay, can you just say say them all, just real quick? Just okay. One is nourishing your body, nourishing your heart. Is two nourishing your mind and nourishing your spirit. Those four, the roots, and then setting up. Ses <laughs> Number five is setting up systems and structures in your life, personal life, like family, home, um, and the branches. So the next step is six is discovering your purpose and passion. And it, actually the course I have goes through all of these and gives you like ideas to how to do it. But, and there's a book called a book called the passion test that kind of take, holds your hand through that. And I love that book to, and that whole idea is we should be spending on our time on things that we're passionate about. Like if we're spending our time on things that are just no passion, it's like no energy. Our energy is our life. That is what attracts people to us and makes those connections. And it comes from our passions. And 
And so really I guess you clear on like your top five passions. Meaning and then, yes. Yeah, and then we can share our fruits. Oh, sorry. Share our gifts and fruits. Ah, seven is sharing. Seven is sharing your gifts and talents. And that's the symbolism of the is the fruit, giving that. That's so just is just sharing. And once again about sharing is I think it's the key to stay in a good place. So now I do a lot of coaching and just mentoring with people. And and what I found, even for myself, for me to stay in a good place is I love to share because it reminds me of like, yeah, I need to be doing all these things, you know? And it's like other – so I, I personally think it's like when you discover something, you need to share it to keep it, to keep it. Stacey, so it's what um, we're all doing in your podcast. I was just thinking that when you're sharing, you're going to go back and nourish the roots. It's like a circular thing that happens, like the fruit falls or whatever you share the fruit and then it feeds the roots and then it goes back up to the trunk and to the branches. And then so sharing carries it full circle. Yeah. For sure. And Stacy, actually Rachel and Tanya and I were just talking about this a few days ago, um, sharing our gifts and how, when we do that, it's edifying it helps us step into our holiness and into our true selves. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear more about two things. One, what are your morning and evening routines that you're doing? And then two, um, so what, what are some ways that we can like um, find our passions then I guess, or identify those things that we're passionate about that we would like to share with others. Mm. Okay, my my routines, it's, you know, it's not like I um, am perfect at it, right? So sometimes I'll have it, I'll write it out, my, my put it by my bed or just in my head. Um, and they've changed sometimes, but these are a few things, okay? Like, even, even before you get out of bed, to just like gratitude, like, what am I grateful for today, you know? Um, and list a few things in your mind what you're grateful for. Getting up and saying your prayers, you know, having... The key for me is um, quiet time, that quiet time, whether in like meditation or whatever you call it, but that, and that is, you know, accompanied with um, like maybe journaling and scriptures or whatever that looks like. But so having that connection time, trying to get out and move right now in the summer, it's like first thing I usually say my prayer and I'm just, lately I've like, I'm going to go walking at six or six fifteen because it's cool and later in the day it gets hot and so moving my body so just it's easy to get a huge long list but just a few I, I try to like how can I nourish my heart and all those things you know in my day drinking water like lemon water in the morning is really good um yeah oh I do like also on the writing another really good thing to start your day is that like a thought download or another word for his morning notes. There's a book, um, Julia, uh, is it Julia Cameron called the artist way. And her, she talks about you know, the, I, the power of writing and it's simply just dumping your brain. Just right, 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 right. And it also opens up, um, this, this place to connect as you're writing. Then the inspiration starts coming. If you use it like that, kind of like when I was telling you about writing about this tree and the ideas that came and, so writing in the morning kind of helps clear. Or if you have that emotional um, release stuff, like I, I like to connect. And so with the Lord, and I usually go through this 
thing, and I have it in the book, and it's acronym FAGE. Like, am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling F-A, angry or disappointed or embarrassed or sad? And you can write it out if you are. You know, write it out or – anyway, I, I do some different visualization things. I mean, so there's a lot of things you could do. But I don't want to bombard you. Just even choose it two or three or four things. So just like, I'm going to start out my day. But for me, the most – like, if I can get some quiet time in and connection, I feel grounded, you know. Grounded. Yeah. yeah. Then, you can do the same like thing. That. It's just – Thank you so much, Stacy. Um, yeah, going along with those lines of like in the morning, uh, checking in with yourself and seeing if you feel any of those negative emotions or like the frustration and disappointment. I recently learned how connected our bodies are to our spirits and how those negative emotions affect um, those energies affect our physical bodies so, so deeply. And I learned that in the evening is also a good time to check in with yourself and say, and ask, am I feeling exhaustion? Am I feeling overwhelm or frustration? What am I feeling? If there's anything negative, what's coming up and where is it in my body? And so I, I recently learned that to identify where it is in my body and to tell my body it's okay to let go. It's okay to release it. But then taking your concept of now replace it with truth and light. And so I've been doing that so that I can continue my healing journey. And so it's a beautiful thing to heal. It's a beautiful thing to have trials and trauma because when we share our stories, like you said in your book, um, as we share our stories, we can help others. And what's the point of having those experiences if we can't share them? And so thank you so much, Stacey, for sharing your life and your experience with us in your heart and your wisdom. And um, I'm sure all of us have learned so much and that um, we're inspired and we want to move on and do better. We want to clear out that foundation and get the mud out and we want to replace it and put good things in. And you've taught us that and we're so grateful. So thank you. All right. We're going to wrap up and thank you again. And also if you would, if our listeners would like to get a hold of Stacy and contact her for her book or for um, her Vibrant, Vibrant Living Academy, where she teaches you how to become a holistic health coach, you can go to stacyharmer.com or vibrantlivingacademy.org. And those are great ways to reach her. Thank you so much for joining our Mother Heart Circle. Please send us your thoughts, inspiration, experiences, and stories. Your voice is important. Your wisdom and your hearts are needed. We believe in you, we love you, and thank you for being you.